Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is January 26th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm uh I'm recovering. Oh. I got to oh. say I got to say that um Worse you know where the the most grueling events in golf are ra- ranked number 1 or number 2 the Western Am, you know, <laughs> where you notoriously have to play 36 holes basically every day on your way to a title for a week. Number one, the PGA show. Dude, I had never been. I may never go back. Not, not because it was a miserable experience or anything. I just, I don't know if I will. I, I could, I was, I was a dead man walking by like 3 p.m. I had, I, I'm in adequate shape. Not good. Adequate, I think. I've played golf in some extreme circumstances, 36 a day. I had no legs. I was dead. Dead. I don't know if it's just like you feel like, you know, we're meeting with like partners and friends. I, I don't know. I mean, you got to be on the whole time. I was shot each day by about two or three o'clock. And now yeah. you're back in California. You did a cross-country flight. Was the flight okay? Anything all right? Flight was flight was actually great. I I popped open the, the laptop um, wrote a little bit, and then I, I, I tuned in, caught almost all of the Djokovic uh, center match. Oh, I've been a big big center guy since his uh, yeah. marathon against Alcaraz two years yeah. ago in the U.S. Open. Great to see the guy. The guy is putting it all together. He's gonna be he's gonna be this next superstar. Do you think there's like a golf fan out there that just became a golf fan watching like one of a, a random match like that? I get Sinner's like a very talented player. He's back. Like someone watched the Harris English Kramer Hickok marathon at the Travelers, and now like they're just Harris English fans forever. Honestly, it's it's. I was a fan. I watched a lot of tennis when I was a kid. Same and. Yeah. I have to say, like I, I fell out of like fandom in the sport, and that match, without a doubt, like got me like Pulled all you. the way back into the bucket. So yeah, we we occasionally poke fun at at. No, I don't know if it's poke fun, but kind of wonder about the impact uh, a one-off event might have that might be compelling and grabbing fans or growing the the audience for the PGA Tour. But it's possible. I don't know if it's that's a perfect analogy to your experience with tennis, but it, it is possible when you're present and uh, putting something on that, that can be compelling. So uh, my flight was miserable. Bad, <laughs> bad deal. Anyways, if my newsletter segment sucked, I blamed the plane this morning on the PJ person reclined in front of me. I already got this MacBook pro. I'm a little bit of a burly boy. 
MacBook Pro doesn't fit on the folding tray deal. And then the person reclined on me. I'm basically looking down at my computer on like a 45 degree angle. It's tipped like it's bent like into my belly, basically. And I'm trying to type. And I apologize for if I didn't, if my, my newsletter segment really faded there at the end. So I've, bad I've play. Not there. watching I've tennis. Know yeah. how that know that how that works, you know. You, you get the bigger MacBook Pro, it just doesn't work, and then it was recline, a and you can't you can't keep your screen open. It's like no. tilted down, and I'm like trying to stare down at it. And my <laughs> eyes are like I've probably lost my eyesight, damaged my. It was bad. It's like I gotta I'm not finish gonna, this. I'm not gonna lie, I had a I had a delightful seat. I was in the <laughs> I was in the first class of economy, which is the second. If you're if you fly United, it's the second exit row. So it's not the first exit row, the second exit mm-hmm. row. You get the leg room, you yeah. get reclining capabilities. Oh, and mine was it's bad. just a delight. It's a mine it's a bad. delightful seat. I'm I'm kind of a bulkhead or second <laughs> exit row guy now. Yeah, I like that. That's good stuff. Uh all right. We got a busy Friday episode. A lot of news, a lot of catch up to do while we we're at the PGA show. Um but let's let's first begin with some shout outs. One shout out we missed while we were down there. The Burley Boy, Aldrich Potgeiter, winning on the Corn Ferry Tour, beat out our 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 other favorite Burley Boy son, a true Burley Boy from Oklahoma, uh, Quad, the Quad Man Cummings. But uh, Potgeiter, we've been on him for a while. Uh, I bet people you know jump on that bandwagon. But congrats to him. On uh, the big it's going to be a matter of time before before he gets wrung out and suck for everything is worth but <laughs> yeah. honestly people should be talking about pot guider the way they're talking about nick dunlap i mean this guy is freaking uber talented yeah yeah i mean like overshadowed i know that i know that pot guider didn't win a pga tour event but this is this is legit i mean he's he's super young i mean he's what is he 19 he's 19 he i just, think he's 19 maybe 20 maybe he turned every, 20 Makes some people feel old. You know what year he, he was born? I mean, if he's 19, it's like 2003 or four, right? 2004. Yeah. The year I graduated high school. Oh, that's bad. God. Oh, my God. I was a junior in college. Bad, bad deal. Um, <laughs> yeah. Other uh, well, Aldrich Bachheiter, honestly. Got no, got nothing, but should be getting a lot of. There should be a shitload of buzz because this guy, yeah. I mean, he's played a a bunch of majors. He made the cut. Which one did he make the cut at? Didn't he uh, make a cut last year? He was, I don't know. Was he, he okay at cut. L.A.? He was okay in L.A. I feel like. Yeah, I think he I might think have he done all right in L.A.C.C. So let's look, look at us all research. Sixty four at the U.S. Open. Sixty four at the U.S. Open, twenty twenty three. The guider. Most people probably lead with Anthony Kim. We want to lead with the Burley Boy, Eldridge guider. Another shout out, Andy, to our good uh, friend, loyal listener, G Web, up in uh, yes. the Aberdeen area. Uh, friends of SPS and Lori. I know the, uh, the weather's been rough up there. Uh, things have been rough, but the weather's going to turn. Things will turn for uh, G Web. So shout out to uh, G-Web up there, and Aldridge Potgeiter. That's how we begin this uh, Friday episode. Um, Where do you want to go next? I think we should start with the report that Anthony Kim is exploring, or is, I guess it's beyond exploring, coming back to uh, professional golf. <laughs> negotiating. much negotiating with the PGA Tour. Doesn't seem like that's a negotiation, right? Uh, shout out to, uh, yeah, Dylan DeShare had the report in golf.com that uh, this this. I don't know what you'd call it. This 
underground, not underground. People have been drooling, tweeting. It's become really an overplayed tweet, an overplayed joke uh, on Twitter for the last three or four years. Maybe it wasn't six, seven years ago for a decade now. Anthony Kim, he kind of captured our imagination despite, I don't know, he was very talented, never won a major, didn't like really, he did some things in the Ryder Cup, extremely talented, but obviously injury wrecked his career. Um, and he's exploring a comeback. Uh, Dylan reports that <clears throat> could be with Liv, could be with the PGA Tour. What you just mentioned with the PGA Tour, I, I I don't really understand how that works. I'm pretty skeptical, dubious of that. Like that, he's not coming back unless it's guaranteed money. He's got the insurance policy. Uh, in Dylan's report, there's stuff about the tour trying to figure that out, how they would do that, how they would create a guaranteed payment. I don't know what that means, PIP or. I don't for know all the years, I, the last couple of years where he would have finished. I, I, I just don't, doesn't sound like that's really close. Like that anyone at the tour is, is worried about that right now. We're trying to figure that out. Um, it you sounds, know would, you know who I think would love if, if they figured out how to get him some guaranteed money. What's that? The mules. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Wouldn't go well. I mean, there's a lot of people Might out be there another memo. who lose their shit. And maybe, yeah, that we'll get to the subject of like, can he compete? Does it matter if he can compete? Uh, it's interesting. It sounds like there was a deal with Liv or, or it had progressed with Liv. It sounds, let's do a little unsubstantiated rumor. I think someone from uh, 8 a.m. golf was maybe negotiating with this on behalf of Anthony Kim. Golf. 8am golf for those that don't know is the owner of golf.com was crazy negotiating or attempting to negotiate with Liv and Norman on behalf of uh Anthony Kim and, and then got I don't know what happened but uh it seems like things progressed with Liv which makes sense right I mean that if you're the, on the guaranteed part that makes a little more sense if it's guaranteed money Liv needs another splash or it's a show item and uh I don't know. It seems like that's where they, I don't understand how the tour part would work. If it's going to happen, um, we'll see. But it sounds, according to Dylan's good scoop there, that he is, I don't want to say for sure, but but coming back. He's planning to come back, working his way back. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, this is, uh, this is exciting. The internet's been talking about this for 12 years, really, since he left. Um Anthony Kim was, you know, he was an extremely exciting player. I think like there, there was a, it was a mixture of style. You know, he was kind of like the first of this new era of speed driven players. Like Mm -hmm. Anthony Kim kind of hit the scene a little bit before Ricky and Rory. um, And he was in that vein of this new, new age golfer, right? Different style. He wore the white belts. You know, the style was a little different then. Um, but <laughs> then also notorious for, for some off the course stuff. Didn't, didn't mind having a good time, you know, and Robert uh, Allenby before Robert Allenby got attacked uh, by the sidewalk, uh, in Hawaii <laughs> crushed AK for being out late. Was it sideways. Melbourne? I think was he, it Royal he described, Melbourne? It, described him as being sideways at 3am, <laughs> which is and ironic then, given, you know, future Robert Allenby kidnapping. <laughs> Quotes, kidnapping story, where he might have been sideways at 4 a.m. 
And then I think AK played him in Sunday singles or something, beat him five and four or something like that. Just drummed him. Just absolutely (laughs) drummed him the next day. And then they played again in, in I think, maybe the match play, and he kicked his ass again. (laughs) So he had a bit of flair. AK was, everybody loved AK. It started, I think, really popped at Valhalla. And then, you know, he won it. Was a congressional, just really kind of this this mythic figure, uh, outsized beyond his resume, certainly on golf Twitter, uh, and now he's back. So it's really exciting news. It's really exciting. Three time winner, I think. Like the biggest accomplishment, probably is the eleven birdie second round at Master. the Masters. Yeah. Um, just was explosive, and was super fun to watch. I mean, it was, yep. uh, he was, he was a, he was a kind of like a, a change, you know, a trendsetter on the PGA tour, if you, if you will. Um, F- so the question <laughs> is, he's been gone for 12 years. He's 38 now. <laughs> he was in Game's high school changed. and he was in high school before Aldridge Potgeiter was born. So that's the, that's the question, right? Yeah. The game has like rapidly progressed. Obviously, the game always will progress over that kind of time, but it's it's pretty rapidly changed. I would say in those twelve years, so what the speed, the skill sets, the distance. Um, I mean that that's the thing I I think about. Uh, obviously, I think Liv makes a lot of sense for him. He he quit. So for those that don't know about Anthony Kim. He had like kind of like a run of injuries and the big injury was he had a thumb and a wrist injury. And those are just gnarly for golfers. And that's what he chose to accept this insurance policy for his injury rather than, uh, you know, like continue to play. So he got paid out 10 million is the alleged report. I had heard it was more, but anyways, so that insurance policy prohibited him from playing um, more golf. And if he played in another like professional event, if he attempted a comeback, he loses policy. the insurance policy. Right. So, so that's what's been kind of holding him out. And like, here's the thing: if he comes back to the PGA Tour and plays on past champion status, and he misses ten cuts, like he might, you know, just lose ten million dollars. Right. What's the what? Yeah. I mean, so live essentially could guarantee him ten million up front, It'll cover the policy at a minimum. Then he's playing. You can finish last place, but we've seen this with you know Sawan Kim, uh, you know whoever else, Phil. I don't know who's like a, a, a doormat and, and live, but you're still making money finishing dead last at a live event. And obviously, he would then make probably a bit more in endorsements and appearances and all the other stuff coming back into the public view. So live makes a little bit more sense on the financial uh, side of things. Um, I I I. I'm pretty skeptical that he can be a competitive golfer at this level. Is that unreasonable? Does that I mean, matter? I I think like that's it does matter. I it does matter because he will be a spectacle no matter what. His first yeah. let's just say four five <laughs> starts out, but there has to be a shred of like, oh, this guy's still got it in there. Right. right. Um and that's the big question. Cause like, I just think about like contemporaries, right? Like while Anthony Kim's been like hanging out, I'm sure he's been playing a little bit of golf. 
Like Rory McIlroy's a way better golfer than he was 12 years ago. <laughs> right. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, he, yeah, he, he's like 25 yards longer off the tee. And that's like my, my question with him is going to be, all right, he had elite skills, elite iron player. He was long. But what we've seen is like Ricky was long. He was long in the vein of like Ricky was long. Ricky ain't long anymore. No. Oh, no. Like he was so, like Ricky this, was really long when, about when the he same came generation. Out. Yeah. AK's same generation. Older. Yeah. Yeah. Probably about the same distance off the tee. I, yeah. I haven't dug really into the stats from back then, but like this is just recall. But like, is he going to be if you lose that advantage, that makes him like if let's just say he's below average distance off the tee from above average, that's just going to make him a average player. Yeah. And Not this we aren't even talking about the rust. We see Tiger competitive Woods. reps. Yeah. Tiger Woods struggles when he has a one to two year layoff, right? Coming back. It's like a build up time. What's a 12 year layoff look like? And also Tiger is like a unique they better <laughs> once in every like multiple lifetimes case of being able to be competitive uh, or, you know, make himself competitive off of nothing or injured or half injured. Um, I don't think anyone can replicate that. So yeah, I'm pretty skeptical it'll be good. Uh, it's, I guess, where do you go from there then? Like, he shoots 80 a bunch in a I row. I think he's going to shoot 80 a bunch. I think we're Multiple talking times. about... He finishes like, last, sorry. I think we're e. talking about a guy that's going to, like, shoot occasional rounds of 68. Sure. And, and then, but the where, where he's going to struggle, just in general, I think, like, I think there's still talent there. Of it's going to be putting together four rounds. People underestimate. It's not about shooting 63. It's these freaking guys shoot 68, 68, 68, 68. And that is really, really, really hard to do. If you haven't been playing golf, you can yep. shoot low rounds. It's just a, it's a really hard to string four rounds together. If you're extraordinarily rusty. Um, uh it would be amazing to have him back in public view. I would welcome it. I would love it. It would be a blast. It would be a show. Uh, I, it feels like his style, flair, personality would be kind of muted on live. Does that make sense? Or would be more like what, a diamond dozen? watches? Well, that, but yeah. But live is also just a circus in general. Like the deviation from what was the 2000, whatever, 10 PJ Tour was enjoyable. He wouldn't be deviating too far from the norm. Like, you got Pat Perez doing his thing and, like, you know, jugglers in between holes and all this stuff. I don't know. It would just be... It might not... It would be great. It would be awesome to have him back. Separate. I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you think that they're saving him a spot on the cliques? Well, this segues to our next portion. I don't. What is going on with Liv? Is Anthony Kim? They start next week. Mayakoba. Cleeks don't have a roster. Rom doesn't have a roster. Unsubstantiated rumor from the PJ show. Rom thought the deal was pretty close when he signed. Deal doesn't sound close. The larger framework agreement. Now he's got a tournament in a week. Doesn't have a full team yet. They, I hope this he is, has to play as an individual. 
This is flushing it. You know, the Twitter account flushing it. You know, I would say he's not exactly a live hater. He's uh, he's tries to play it. Uh, you know, by the. The new live season starts next week, and they still haven't officially announced simple information like how many teams or players are even playing in the event. One of the biggest criticisms of live is that golf doesn't mean anything, and it's difficult to argue otherwise with such poor communication about the actual golf side. Fans can't buy into the product when they don't know what it is. <clears throat> it's beyond frustrating and just comical at this point. An interesting and fair point from flushing it. Live has gotten... And it makes you wonder, was the ROM signing just like... I mean, well, the ROM sign was just a leverage play, right? They wanted to bomb in and kind of push the push to put the pressure on the framework agreement, which wasn't close, was supposed to get closer. As I was told, I don't know. There's smoke that it could be close. Someone told me they're still far apart. The SSG deadline was allegedly like yesterday or today, this week. So that was supposed to be closing and be done. But the Yasser the and the I don't think that's the problem. Right. The PIP side, they may still be a little far apart, but who knows? Deadlines for actions, and maybe that happens soon. Um, I mean, the but PIP's they don't not have really PIP's not really acting like it's close to a deal. No, they're going after Marunk Man, Hatton, Hatton, uh, Caleb Surratt. Allegedly, will be on Rob's team. Uh, another one I heard like <laughs> went after went after Nick Dunlap pretty hard. The Dunlap, apparently the PGA Tour people were shitting themselves until the last minute, until Dunlap said, I'm going to the tour. Unsubstantiated uh, rumors, uh, like policy board members were, were being pulled out of dinners with, uh, yeah. with <laughs> texts and phone calls. Like Wednesday, like what's going on? Is Dunlap, that would be a disaster. He wins first damn to win on Sunday. He's off to live on Wednesday, Thursday. Um, but yeah, they were... Because his ad- agent, Falkoff, who is Bryson's guy, Phil was putting the full court press on him. And I guess he just wasn't being super clear, but he's off to the PGA Tour. Who Liv- would have thought that Phil's tweets were uh, had an ulterior motive <laughs> over the weekend? <laughs> who would who would have guessed that there was some ulterior? Oh, he might have been buttering the kid up. Phil's a genuine, uh, like sometimes, <laughs> he's a mentor to the young pups sometimes. He wants to pr- build up, leave it better than he found it, I think. He wants um, to mentor somebody that comes to live. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, another one I heard, and this is all in the same subject, pot. Like, Yasser, like, the people around, Yasser's a busy guy. He's got a lot of shit. The golf thing, he loves golf, and that's why they're in the game here. But he's got a lot of other shit going on. People around him apparently don't know anything about golf, as you could imagine. They don't know anything about golf. So who knows? Jay's got to go over and talk to these people who don't know, like, what the deal is or what, or, or you know, necessarily what the arrangement should be. And Yasser's off, like, he's got other stuff to worry about. But anyways, maybe they're not close. Liv doesn't seem to be. They seem to be chuckle fucking around, Andy. They got a week to go, and I don't know what's going to happen with that. They're going for guys, but they don't have the team set up. Anyways, if AK is there in a week, um, who knows? I, it seems that could be a possibility. Should you be concerned if you're a live fan or if you're a live player that they don't have their ducks in a row? No, I mean this is on the grand matter. scheme. On the grand <laughs> scheme of things, this seems like they're the most put together they've ever been. So no. I, actually, I don't know about I, that. I'm not worried. I, I honestly, I'd be worried if I was Rom, who thought he was yeah. maybe, maybe just gaming the system, getting a quick buck, and trying to make himself look smarter than everybody else. And it could turn around. I mean, like, 
I think like listen, like the the golf needs to come together, but it seems like the PGA Tour thinks that they don't need to get the game together necessarily, or are trying to make it appear like they don't need the game together, which could just be the final chapter in them completely screwing this shit up. You think that's what they're doing? I mean, you think, yeah, they I don't think, think they need to bring it. it together as they're picking off more people or, or freaking out about Dunlap. I would think they would try to get themselves in line. I don't know. Maybe not. Why, though. I mean, why are they so far off on deal on, on the terms? I think there's probably some guys who need to get over some things. And also maybe Yasser's like the people around Yasser aren't are been troubled to deal with too, you know, or, or they're just not acceding to many demands. I don't know necessarily. It's probably a combination of things, but maybe a deal's announced Monday. Things could happen quickly. Um, Listen, the guy that's at the head of this for the PGA tour is notorious for slow playing people. Who's that? <laughs> maybe that's it's all it's all a, a, a long play um all right let's continue he's at the he's at the deal table doing his little feet tapping <laughs> um man that's they ask PGA. him they ask him they ask him a question he's just staring back at him in silence waiting waiting for him to make a decision PGA show they were doing uh aim point clinics. I was like, God, we need to be going the other way with this. What was right? your favorite product? Um, the T Butler. <laughs> Individual had solved the urgent problem of having to bend over and put your tea in the ground. There's a little like clamp device. You just pop the tea in the ground without having to bend over. Seems I mean, like I that golf like is riddled with I, issues, and that's one of them. I feel like that would be good for maybe people that are you know, getting up there in age. That could save some people's backs. There you go. You yeah. know what my favorite was? What? There was a... There was There's a... So many. A, a, a hockey stick shaft, a putter shaft. Like, why? I don't know. They were wearing Happy Gilmore jerseys. I walked by. I walked by at one point. I meant to go back and get like the very full pitch, but I never, never got back there. Yeah. And uh, but when I walked by, they he was running down the the stability benefits that the hot. I was going to say, where the they was it provides purely decorative, or were they really trying to? No, really pitch trying some uh, like you know sort of training or, or impact. Okay. It appeared that like it was like the putter had a hockey shaft and then it returned to like a regular grip sized grip. It wasn't like you're gripping a hockey grip. Right. At the right. top of the putter was like a regular grip size. So I don't know if they like hollowed out the hockey shaft, a hockey, hockey stick and put the regular putter shaft in there. I don't know exactly how this all worked. But that that was something that I was very interested in, and I was disappointed. By by four thirty uh, yesterday, I just didn't have the energy to go no. back in there. I had the, we didn't have the energy for much, uh, but we enjoyed our time, enjoyed seeing people. Um, there were a lot of products. I could not believe 
just the size of the, the market for different things. Golf carts, crazy. The golf carts accessories, souping them up. It's just an interesting scene out there. I uh, yeah, that and and I couldn't believe the brigade of white coats that were walking around like straight out of a a, a porno off a porno like doctor's <laughs> office. Johnny Sins or something <laughs> that that one they uh, Photoshop in the old Miss fan. That's why the Titleist guys walk around in white lab coats and there's a billion of them. Titleist spends millions of dollars from these four days it seems. And they're God, white lab get coats. Rid of the white coats. They look Just... ridiculous. I got the story. Apparently, whoever founded the Kushnet or Titleist, some guy. I thought this was amusing. He like missed a putt in his club championship, and he blamed it. He thought his ball was uneven. You know, so he so he blamed it on the ball. This is a Kushnet guy, the founder, or whatever. And he was an x-ray person. The guy does x-rays. So he went home with this ball that missed the cup, and he said it was uneven or not perfect. And he x-rayed it. And he found it wasn't perfectly round. And I guess as an homage to the founder being an x-ray boy, they all wear white lab coats, looking like doctors. And there's, like, nobody else is in, like, anything white, basically. Let alone white lab cuts. So it's effective in sticking out, I suppose, and looking uniform. All right, we've done whip around Friday here. Dunlap, anything more on Dunlap? He's turning pro. He'll play Riv. He'll play Pebble next week. Going to play Bay Hill. He's in the signature events. He's obviously in the majors. Uh, I think he forfeits his uh, his British Open spot is what I saw. I, I, I Don't quote me on that, but I believe I saw that. We've been busy running around the floor looking at... He's 64 in the world. Like he's It's gonna just a matter likely. of time before he gets yeah. up. I mean, <laughs> 64 in the world with three events. Like, he's got that divisor hurting him. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, he's ranked higher than uh, Joaquin Neiman. <laughs> um, seemed to... Really? That's a good point. One more for Neiman to have to jump now. He's got, too bad for Neiman. Um, it's. I thought it was a good decision. It's a good decision either way. Uh, it seems like you know no one faults him for it. Makes a bunch of sense. He could have played like another spring season with Alabama, I suppose, and and tried a shot at a national title there. Um, cashed in in whatever June first or whatever that would be. But this is also perfectly good, fine, acceptable route. Uh, not totally unsurprising. Good with that? You're okay with him turning pro, Andy, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, this was, I, I thought, a no-brainer, right? Like, I saw people like, oh, go win a national championship. Wait till after the Masters. Some, I, I put a poll up and some people were saying, wait till after the Masters so you can stay in the crow's nest. I'm sorry. The crow's nest? That's like a glorified college dorm. I think he can go up there and take a spin through and then come back down. And he say he's been to the crow's nest. Like, like I've, I've talked to people that have spent their time in, in the crow's nest, and they're like, you know, I didn't want to stay Uh-oh. in there on, on tournament days because it's kind of uncomfortable. It's cool. Did a practice round. Very cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Did a practice round, then went back to my kick size bed. I wouldn't say it's the biggest stick against turning pro. Biggest drop, you know, like to keep you from turning pro. But who knows? Um, I think the big thing is, like, if you waited till after the Masters or after the college season, 
he's missed out. This is where the the the, the great PGA Points. Tour modelers, right? Yeah, yeah. You would have missed out on what four or five uh, designated Sig- events, yeah, signature sig- events, signature, which are yeah. free points, free money, and you're behind the eight ball of getting back into him. Right now, oh. he is in like an awesome spot where he's got he's one like it's gonna be really hard for him not to finish in the top 50 at this point would be challenging yes i will never forget what nick hardy told me at the players last year just like i mean if i get into that 50 i i i think my career that's kind of my career now of course you can't like crap yourself and lose your game it's like gonna be hard kind of my career and so if here's his chance it might not i'm not saying he's gonna be bad but this may be his best chance to really solidify himself in that in that class and keep it going. You take it now. So I think the PGA Tour needs some new data, boys. Yeah, the models are always wrong. Oh, I don't know about that. We can't comment authoritatively on that or much. And anyways, what do you mean the models are wrong? This this signature event thing is going to be a disaster. I mean, the we'll churn is going to be so low. We'll see. We will see. But the mules will keep us uh, abri- abridged of that, apprised of that, I should say, if the models are Do you not think when, exactly what they're made up to be. When a mule wins, yeah. does he effectively cross the picket line? <laughs> Crosses the moat, is what we'd say, probably. Becomes one with the global home. Um, I, You know, great, great run in at the pga to, uh at the pga show is i met a uh you know a, a listener from from behind the moat that spends time behind the moat and he remarked i asked him have you been in all the conference conference rooms and he goes i think i have <laughs> talk about a feat that's good that's a good that is really something i would try to do i was on the other i want to know about the pizza oven that was in that the brick the brick pizza oven and that that fancy dining area um all right let's Wait, get on that can you make your own pizzas in it i don't know but i, I don't know but i'm sure we asked this question and had this conversation whenever that article came out four years ago you think they got the uh, dough and some toppings and we got people you just kind of their pizzas you think they're flipping it up in the air they're doing the spins well i don't think you, know, you gotta flip it up in the air when you got one of those pizza ovens or do you you gotta you got to, yeah it. yeah oh yeah people think they're you know the, the Italian from a movie throwing it up in the air in the PGA Tour dining. Listen, pizza, pizza oven businesses, we're open for business. You know, you can come advertise here and we, we can talk about making pizzas. Yeah, I'd be I'd be open to that. Put it out on the back patio. Come, yeah. We're open for business if you're listening. Um, all right, Dunlap we've hit. Uh, deadline, Blocky. Piff, Blocky, Blocky. Look, going to be honest with y'all, we haven't watched a lick of golf the last two days. No, I was. I watched them on the plane back. I had. I was toggling between the replay and the uh, and the uh, uh, the match last night. Okay. Djokovic center match. Toggling between my scream and going into my gut. Um. All right. So Blocky, I guess, spits the bit coming in. Is that what happened? He shot forty coming in. He was on the cut line. We were Price all rooting for him. Uh, he shot 40 coming in and misses the cut by four at San Diego. Your leader is the 4A man, our favorite 4A player, greatest 
Corn Ferry Tour player of all time, Steven Yeager, 12 under. I don't, 68, I'm not 64. ready to put him as the greatest. Uh, you Corn say Ferry that every time. Player <laughs> of all time. That's, that's a racer of some really great Corn Ferry Tour players. I mean, the Solicitor General deserves to belong to that. God. Were you solicited at all on the on the floor to take out products and stuff? Where people should like come look at my uh, my refillable Zippo lighter or or like I I've managed to avoid that. I would just power walk through that sort of when you could tell people are trying to get a piece of your time. Did you get popped yeah. on that at all? You got yeah. solicited. Yeah, I got that the one guy that had a cooler that was a, uh, was oh, a I portable that. AC I guy. They wouldn't let you me. You were having him. fun. You were having fun with that guy. It was been a nice addition to the to the shed. It just I don't think it lasts long. It's like it's like I gotta refill this thing with ice every four hours. I don't have an ice maker that can sustain this big cooler. Oh, you fill it with ice to then shoot out cold air? Yeah. And you need you need to have like so the ice ran out every four it's a cool thing if for like, you know, if you're having like uh if you're doing something and you need some uh, a small, you know, if you're playing golf and you want to keep your cart cool, I don't think yeah, it would the, fit. The conceit was it fits in like the, you know, Back the thing. head cover basket and it shoots cold air onto your neck or something. Um, but like if you got to refill the ice every four hours, like who's got an ice machine that makes enough ice to fill a cooler every four hours? Golf course might would. But is it ever? I'm dubious of the four hours thing. It's probably thirty minutes, if I'm being honest. Or you know, but I don't want to. I don't. All know. right, before we so get solicited, though, we got to get back to the four A guy. All right, most wins. You might be right. You know who's got I, the most most corn fairy tour wins? Who? All time is up there. Ah, uh, we've done this before. Who is it? It's the the guy that's climbed the corporate ladder in golf faster than any human being Jason ever Gore. before. Jason Gore. Jason Gore, okay. seven wins from 2000 to 2010. Now, okay. here's the Yeager's case. Matt, well, Matt Gogol, six wins in a, in a four-year span. Yeager's got six wins in a five-year span, 2016 mm-hmm. to 2021. Okay. Kevin Johnson, the former Phoenix Suns Sun? star. Yeah. He's got six. Sean Murphy. Uh, he's got six. Martin Pillar, remember Martin Pillar? Yeah, yeah. Better the other half of Garina Pillar. Yeah, right. He's got yeah. six too. All Chris right. Couch has five. Chris Couch, one of our favorite uh, <laughs> um, medical, medical major medical <laughs> major medicals of a blast from the past. He has five. You he see that guy? Damage, just to, for reference, for longtime listeners, when did he do his damage on the Court Ferry Tour? What years? Uh, I'm going to say like 2007 or 6. 2001 to 2005. Oh so this oh was probably God. when it was the Ben Hogan tour, maybe. Maybe the Nike. <laughs> He's getting tour exemptions on a major medical like last week. God, that guy from Miami, the Hurricanes football team, he's going back for a ninth year of college. He's on the Chris Couch medical, major medical exemption plan. Playing nine years of college football. Bunch of injuries. Um, all right, Jaeger leads in... in uh, Tory Pines. Friday Night Golf, baby, on CBS and Saturday Night Golf. I'm excited to get back into the swing and watch some some of that. Uh, on the LPGA, good leaderboard, Andy, down in uh, the Drive-On Championship. Uh, 
Lydia, Lydia and Nelly tied for the lead as we record this. Maybe outdated on Friday afternoon, but tied for the lead. Good start there. That's what you want if you're the LPGA. On the Seriously. DP World Tour, and the Russell Kaima is Rasmus Hogard and Manuel. I don't know if he's related to Nacho. Manuel Elvira is tied with uh, Rasmus Hogard out over in the Russell Kaima. All right. I think I that does if it. Coach C is playing. Just always wonder. That's a general standing inquiry. Is Coach playing? I don't think he's been playing much lately. Got to need a wellness check on the man. I mean, is Potkiter coming for kind of Coach space in the market? A burly South African. No, Potkiter's coming for like superstardom. I'm talking burly South African. Kutsi is a superstar in these quarters. Get the hell out of here. It's not enough room for the both of them, I'm saying, is what I'm getting at. All right. Scrivener's uh, in the field. <laughs> Scrivener? Sailing around the Middle East? Yeah. All right. Just don't get caught in the Suez Canal. All right. Well, um, Neiman's not playing. He's got to get over to Mayakoba. Get ready for Torque season, I think. Big start um, to the year at Mayakoba. I'm sure the fans are in Mayakoba just can't wait. Will Greg Norman be riding around on a bicycle at Mayakoba? Yeah, he might be pointing out how he designed the cave bunker, his ideology <laughs> behind it. Let's do a little SGS golf advice on this Friday uh, uh, I got one. Friday episode. It's brought to you, you by... You want to go you first? Know, good, good advice. Yeah. Join the hottest club in town, Club TFE. Hottest Big club in town. Big weekend there. Big week in there. Communities building. Lots of you people talking. You bartered at the PGA show. You gave a person a piece of advice. They said, are you in the club? Maybe I'd write it there. So said, I'll join the club if you give me this advice or you give me this, you know. He signed, the guy's a man of his word. He signed up. He, he signed up. So I was like, we had room for him. Uh, we're adding we a little more elements get, to the club TFE. Go ahead. We didn't get crooked at the PGA show except for one occasion. What a, a listener brought me a gift that I cherish more than anything in the world. You know, I got what? a little hat oh. clip on a clip on hat ball marker, and it's for the any. ball for the ball frogs for the Boston Common Ball Frogs. I now have Boston Common Ball Frog merch, and I can't be I can't be happier. I was wearing I I strapped to my shirt and was wearing it around the PGA show. I realized that like 8 p.m. at night, I was still wearing the ball frogs thing. And I was like, God, some people are probably like, what what brand is that shirt that he's wearing? <laughs> it's got a frog on it. But I was repping the ball frogs. I was so happy. I, I, I'm still waiting for the San Francisco release. You know, I feel like yeah. I could be turning my back on the San Francisco team, but the ball frogs are making a big case, but they might be losing one of their big, big names hat. What, how are they going to replace yeah. Hatton if he goes? That's true. Maybe Anthony Kim. That'd be a tough one. It's like Tom Brady turning his back on new England Patriots hat and leaves the ball frogs. What would they do? That's a uh, municipality. Um, all right. So like when they traded Mookie Betts. <laughs> sure. This is uh, brought to you by Club TFE. SGS Golf Advice. Sign up. <coughs> we did another, we did a pro golf, not, it's tour golf. We, we uh, tour golf segment this week. 
kind of Joseph Lamagna's insights on Tory Pines. I did a little flashback segment on the time Phil was accused of cheating at Tory Pines. Had a couple other musings, thoughts in there. Um, but you'll also get your course profile. Garrett did one on Diamond Springs. We have one coming next week, maybe on a uh, swamp, swamp location. Uh, 52 course profiles with photography, illustrations, um, video sometimes incorporated in that. But 52 a week, you get a monthly uh, member video. Um, So that's what you get for Club TFE. Really good. Help support us. Get out there on the road, see more courses, see more events. Uh, Club TFE, $120 for the entire year. All right. All right, I gotta say, uh, this is this was a uh, this was a joy to read last night on the plane. Um, we are getting Golf Club of Lebanon: The Return to Golf. All caps is this was one of the most popular SGS golf advice emails we've ever gotten. There's a follow up to the Golf Club at Leba- of Lebanon story. Well, the um, guy went into Hezbollah controlled territory, right? This was yes. At a different time, obviously things you know inflamed there recently. But and this is those... from before the before also for October. Okay, you know what's an interesting development? People are going shortening. You know the the age number of kids interest in fighting to just slashes. So it's thirty nine year old two kids not interested in fighting. So like it's like. Like it's an ad in the uh, single section of the paper, like single uh, SW, like single white female or something. Wouldn't they put that in the the singles uh, newspaper? That's before my era. All right. Also, uh, I played golf recently with somebody that that was um, putting out there that one of the problems with modern society is that there isn't more interest in fighting. What? I would need to hear that fleshed out a bit more. What was the case? Just thinks that if people were worried about getting popped, oh, you know, okay. some of the shit wouldn't go Physical. down in the world. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But gotcha. now, like, you know, lawsuits and, you know, getting charged with battery dissuade people from, you know, uh, you know, t- people don't, act, you know, people have that safety of knowing somebody doesn't want to punch them in the face. So they act out. Right. Okay. All right. It was an interesting take. Going along with this case. Let's understand. Okay. All right. Not sure I agree, but I I get understand. Late this summer, before the recent hostilities, I went to see my wife's family in Beirut. And having listened to the podcast about Golf Club of Lebanon this summer, I decided to check it out. My wife's brother was in town, and he is a golfer as well. So off we went in search of the sick 1980s rental blades and the Parkland uh, golf course with firm and fast conditions that Josh experienced as he told us in his SGS advice segment. Okay. Getting to the golf course was a trek. My wife wasn't too happy with my expedition as we once drove in this area, which is indeed controlled by Hezbollah by mistake. And she tensed up and I could tell she was very nervous. She quickly made a U-term and got the hell out of here. However, I was determined to play the golf club of Lebanon. So I ordered a taxi, and even though he promised me he knew exactly where he was going, I had to direct him using Google Maps for the last 15 to 20 minutes of the ride. But the good news is we arrived. The golf course is basically surrounded by buildings one to two yards off the end of the rough. 
We didn't get this detail last time. I don't. Most of these buildings are dilapidated and had no doors or windows. Any hook or slice, and you had to get your ball out from someone's living room. Oh my gosh. I can confirm that the 1980s rental blades were still there. I loved them. And the course was exactly as Josh described, just a bit scruffy. I did get a caddy, and although I don't speak much Arabic, my brother-in-law does, and he translated. On the first tee, we asked the caddy, is this a par four or par five? And the caddy, who was 16 years old, looked at us, shrugged his shoulders, and supposedly said, look, this really isn't my thing. This this was exactly I what I was looking honesty. for. Yeah. We played all 18 holes asking the caddy all types of questions and every time the caddy answered less enthused than before. <laughs> I love it. On the 13th hole, a par 4, I hit a great drive. The original Big Bertha 11 degree warbird. Great driver. <laughs> Yeah. Down the middle. There were no yardage markers. I had no yardage gun, so I had to guess distances for every shot. I'm guessing the caddy wasn't giving you. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. I thought I had about 160 yards into the seventh green, so I took out a seven iron and swung easy. The shot came out pure, and as the ball flew through the sky, it was quickly apparent that this one was going to go 30 or 40 yards past the green. Over easily into someone's house over club Uh challenge himself and sure enough into a third floor opening of what looked like an abandoned house oh my god oh my god my heart skipped to beat my brother-in-law just said shit this little uh what was the guy's name and uh clarence uh, in in the wire what was his name um god the councilman yeah, I'm losing, my, losing my memory here. So. Um, and the the caddy turned around and started walking in the in the opposite directions, leaving the clubs in the middle what? of the fairway. The caddy didn't Uh-oh. say a word. Well, it wasn't his thing. He's not going to get popped out there because of because uh, of golf. If it wasn't his thing, so he just left. The caddy left. Senator Clay Davis from the Clay Davis. Clay Davis. Uh, wait, so isn't that a bad omen? The caddy's out of there. If it goes in that, whose house is this? That he hit it into. The caddy's done going in. Uh oh. All right. I heard some yelling from the building, and sure enough, oh, two shoot. minutes later, a twenty to twenty-five year old guy walked down with a golf ball in hand. I didn't know what to do. Be polite and apologize. Run for the hills. Blame my brother-in-law. Anyways, I thought it would do the right thing. I went to go say sorry and retrieve the ball. As I approached the inhabitant of the house, he looked at me. Slowly placed the ball on the small wall at the end of the golf course. I said sorry from afar in my terrible Arabic and then made a throwing motion to see if he would throw it to me. I must have been 20 yards away. He didn't. He left the ball exactly where he placed it. My heart skipped another beat. I slowly walked the 20 yards with a smile while never while shaking and retrieved the golf ball. The man never moved, never said anything, looked to be straight in the eyes the whole time. Oh, my gosh. I successfully retrieved my ball and walked away throughout the whole time. The man did not move or say anything. Looking back at it now, I wonder how much of the the fright was my own interpretation of events. After the close encounter, we continued. We were the only ones playing on the whole golf course. It was a Friday afternoon. 
Oh, golf course in Lebanon. That sounds like a good tip. You can get out fast, on Friday. Hey, little golf advisor tip. We fast course pace of play. All right. Could win. Could win a golf advisor choice. Uh, like uh, golf pass. Golf pass. Golf uh, pace of play award. Yeah, pace of play award. Reader's choice awards. You know, accessibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The airport is about one mile away, and on the 17th fairway, you can see full-size planes like 747 is about 100 yards off the ground coming in for landing. It was quite the experience. Thankfully, nothing else of note happened. Uh, no sketchy black Mercedes-Benz were following me or anything. I ended up being a gr- it, it ended up being a great round of golf. Anyways, no question here. Just wanted to share my experience. I have some pictures so you guys could get a good idea of what it was like. Love the podcast. All right. Good I, story I didn't telling. attach the pictures. Oh, we that need to get sounds some like pictures. Sounds like when you say let's send an email attached as the, the document you requested and you never attach it. And you gotta send a follow up. We need talk. the pictures. Oh, we need the pictures, the pictures for the for the, for the, for the we'll Instagram. share them on Instagram and Twitter and elsewhere. Shotgun start. So that's good storytelling. That's good story. Pure as his iron, 40 yards over the wall into someone's house. So this guy is also friends with the psychiatrist that I met at uh, at Tom Doak's event. Okay. Interesting. All right. Small world there. Golf Club of Lebanon. Multiple emails now to SGS Golf Advice on the golf. If they only knew the business we were sending them. (laughs) I love that he didn't have a question either. Just a story. Good story, though. Should we do a question? Do you want to do a question? What do you think? I think we're done here. I got to get uh-huh. in. I got to do. I I, I've been got gone for a couple of days. Gotta I got to go in and get Josie school, school. wake-up time. And <sighs> I, I got a little gift from, gift from the airport Disney store for my daughter. want to catch got, her before she goes to school. They got you on that one going through. So. Well, I got to uh, tell her. I got to tell her I I met the. You know, she's super into that Spider Man show. It's actually like a real problem. She's like addicted to the thing. It's like crazy what these oh, yeah. TV I've shows have to get over there, get yeah. grips over your kids. But she, yeah. uh, I'm going to tell her I met the whole Spidey crew and they wanted her to have this thing. Is that good is story. that good? Is that good? You're to lying tell to your, your child. Kids? Yeah, like I don't know, like what the line is. Like you know, you can really get some going get some into stuff but like is it okay to do do that or is it like you know like you don't tell them they don't exist you know that would be telling the truth no yeah (laughs) yeah hope no one's in the car with their kids right now but um i think that's perfectly fine i think that's perfectly fine might have to edit that out no you're fine you're good you're good you could you could i think in this case you're okay to keep the story going uh, apologies to anybody in the car with their kids no Apolo- no i don't think we got too far on it we didn't get too deep into it we didn't say anything like so and so is not real coming down the well, never mind all right um we'll get we'll get off the uh friday episode here well everyone enjoy your weekends enjoy little farmers russell kaima i know that you'll be locked in there each morning we'll talk to you guys on, <laughs> waking uh, up or waking up early to watch it monday we'll talk to you guys on monday